I am back from the beautiful west coast of Canada, back from beautiful British Columbia, unfortunately smoky British Columbia right now. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. Um, we've got some catching up to do, Shelly. As I just said, I was in Vancouver for the mm-hmm. CPKC Women's Open, which is the Canadian National Women's Golf Championship. Mm-hmm. I'm sure our listeners already knew that. So yes. we're catching up. We are catching up. This will be uh, episode 252 of the You Killed It pod, recapping Challenge USA Season 2, Episode 5. Shouts to LT and Young Lyric for stepping in. Um, huge help. You know, definitely helped us out. And the reason we're behind as well, I was, was going great. to do another and- episode. No, but I like, I just fumbled the bag. Like work is crazy. Like I'm working on the men's world cup, which is taking place in Indonesia right now. So we have games at like five 45 in the morning and stuff. So I'm all over the place, but we're back. We see the messages. We appreciate the messages. And this is why we continue to push through and do this pod. So we're here. We're going to catch up. We will be back with you starting right now. So don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get the pod because when the new episodes hit, because they're going to come fast and quick for you. So just be ready and have just be your, braced. Just be, just, just be ready. So we'll start here because your man's Chris, right? He's coming off the win in his elimination and he's feeling good. He's talking spicy. But you can see that he's putting on a facade because in my yeah. mind – the way that he's trying to talk, he's like, let's rally the troops and, you know, we're going to rally the troops to take these bitches out. But my guy's like stumbling over his words. Like he needed to put some more bass in his voice to sound confident. And he was not confident at all. I also feel like one of the, I mean, the, obviously in broad strokes, the core issue of the season is challenge vets versus vets of other shows. And like one thing we've seen with, other versions of the challenge, the MTV version, is Big Brother people try to play it like Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And one of the challenges about the challenge is every season is different. And yeah. these people haven't picked up some of the nuances of the game. And in Chris's instance, he's not thinking right. Like he's thinking a little too team oriented, whereas yeah. he should be thinking, wait, how did I get how did I get in there? How did that happen? Right? He should also be thinking that these teams aren't going to last, which is something we brought up previously, which is that um, like when we were talking about the Secret Garden Alliance, Mm -hmm. when we were like, hey, you can't have six women running the final together. So like, how's this all going to pan out? Or like with Corey as well, where we're like, hey, Corey, if you back sort of, the non-challenge people, you're still not going to be their primary like exactly person. So they're not thinking about the larger game, like the bigger wheels. They're too focused on the on the small wheels in the machine. You know what I mean? Exactly. Totally. And I think, you know, the other part that Chris messed up here to me is that he needs to realize at this point, this is self-inflicted. Right. Like if he didn't like you ended up in the elimination because you so brazenly decided to announce to everyone that you were going to throw, you advise your team to throw the eliminate, to throw that daily comp. 
So of course I was going to come back on you from all different sides of, you know, the house. So interesting, right? That Wes is such a focus and the vets only have four people. Yeah. But now they're putting Wes out there because he voted for Cassidy. And I feel like, you know, his team told him to, but they tricked him, right? Because their move, they pulled the bait and switch on Wes. On Wes. The, the rest of his team knew that they wanted to get Amanda out, but they told Wes that they were all going to vote for Cassidy. So then that's who he threw out. Meanwhile, Cassidy is mad at him now, right? When the target was Amanda and Wes essentially got played, but Cassidy doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. So Cassidy becomes a focal point where I don't know much about Cassidy, but it was good to get, you know, more of horse, her story, but also like, you know, kind of tugged on the heartstrings when you get to this part of her story where she's talking about her sister who she lost her sister to a drug overdose. And she talked about how her sister had two daughters and now, you know, she really wants to be here and, and win so that she can obviously help her nieces. And she's having this conversation with Fessy and Corey who are being like really good dudes. And this felt like the normal challenge, right? Where you have these moments that really tug on the heartstrings that give you more in depth into who this person is other than just the surface level stuff that we're so used to seeing. And Cassidy to me became someone who was like, a really uh, like someone that you wanted to root for, right? Cause it's someone, as I said, I didn't really know much about her, but now they're giving you this backstory. And I want to ask you this about Fessy because we got to see Fessy, the rebrand of Fessy continues, right? And like Fessy's just being a nice guy here. And are you still, are you, I know I'm the one that's normally down on the Fessy rebrand here, but what do you make of Fess, the Fess that we've seen so far as you've enjoyed Fessy so far this season? I feel like Fessel has, he's starting to learn. He's starting to mature from his mistakes. He's not all the way there yet. Like he's not playing the perfect game. I, th- I think that he still has, he really puts on an act still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think he still, I think he's at a stage where he knows he has to mature. Yeah. But he doesn't know what form that will take. And he yeah. doesn't know. Like he doesn't see the whole picture yet. He just like knows that there's a problem. Yeah. Like you, like I still see moments with him on this season where he's convinced that being the biggest, strongest, and fastest is the key to everything. Like he's still, he's yeah. he's not a man of nuance, our Fessel. He's not. And, and he also like we saw it with like all the Michelle and Amanda drama. He's still like not really owning his behavior in general. But like mm-hmm. this reminded me of. Remember, I guess this is his first season on uh, on the challenge where he spoke about his faith as a Muslim mm-hmm. yeah. and like like that was him at his most likable because he was being real and he hasn't figured out how to be real and be compelling TV at the same time. Yeah, he and comes like off. in fairness, not everyone's interesting. Like, not everyone's real life is exciting TV, right? Also true. Not everyone knows how to be like Wes, who is worried about his standing in the house, worried that he's becoming a target. So he comes up with this plan that he's going to try to be the funny, entertaining guy. Yeah. And so he decides that he's going to strip naked and jump into the pool. Yeah. I was like, Wes, I've watched you on reality TV for a long time. You've had better plans than this one. Like, is this like, (laughs) why was this going to work? Well, also, the problem with that plan 
is that like the nakedness part, like part of part of what they're looking for, if you're in a situation where you're doing that is people want the ability to get with you, right? Like you're advertising when you do that and he's a happily married man. So mm -hmm. like it's all, it's all sizzle, no steak, right? Like, sure. yeah. So like, totally okay. Fair. So we saw this guy naked, but like we can't act on it. So, yeah. so I feel like we get to see Wes's true value with the daily challenge. I'm pretty sure it's called unboxed and yes. each person has their own giant box with a puzzle in it. You have to carry your giant box through the forest. And along the way, there are different stations with puzzles. If you solve your puzzle, you get to leave your box behind. But here's the catch. After the first one, you don't need to actually stop at the puzzle if you don't want to. You can keep going. Now, it comes down to teammates, your strategy, and communication, which is why we love the challenge so much. So the question becomes, do you stop at each checkpoint to try to solve a puzzle and leave a box alone, or do you just run? Wes, the focal point, as we've been saying, right away, he says, no, 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 after the first one, we should just continue running and not waste time trying to do the puzzles because if we just carry the boxes and power through, we can make it because stopping is just going to slow you down anyways. And Michaela doesn't really like Wes's idea. I don't even think she really likes Wes. <laughs> but no, she, she does not. <laughs> right? She reluctantly buys in. And this ends up being like, there's nothing really complex what happens in this challenge. Wes just made the call. The rest of his team listened to him. And Michaela did a great job. Like she was out first with her box and then was able to drop it, come back and help out Alyssa carry her box as well and they just propelled got the lead and you know they weren't ahead from the very beginning but when the blue team stopped to solve the next puzzle green team went ahead and they never turned back like that was the whole turning point of this daily challenge where wes just did what wes does and john i know you're a wes guy big wes guy this is just another example of a long line of wes showing his value as a strategist within the house. Yeah. You know what I like about Wes at this stage of the, of his challenge career, he's like, you're going to love this. He's like MJ on the wizards. Ooh. Okay. He's adapting his game. Mm -hmm. He knows that he doesn't have that. Like he, he can dunk when he needs to, but like he knows that dunking can't be the focal point of his game anymore. He sees the future of the game. So he's mm -hmm. shooting more. He's relying more on the jumper. He's relying more on the three-pointer. Mm -hmm. You love yeah. to see it. Yeah. It's a, it a thing of beauty to watch because Wes, like that's been such a strength of his game. And sometimes it becomes a detriment because people are thinking they're being tricked by him or manipulated by him. But therein lies the issue within the green team because there's a level where they realize, oh no, we need him to like win challenges. And so why would we want to keep putting him up? So that becomes a thing. But they don't have to worry about that here because they win. And now here comes the interesting part because, well, to me, this was obvious. First off, like I can't, I got to emphasize how obvious Wes's strategy was because the time that it takes you to slow down and solve a puzzle, 
we just get, get to keep continuing on carrying this box. Like you're going to be so far behind. Even if you do have less boxes, somebody's still carrying the box and you're not going to catch up to us. So I don't know. It didn't really make much sense to me, but was, yeah. does make sense. <sighs> Wes and his strategy, because he comes back into the house and he says, I'm going to flip this game on its head. Like he knows exactly what he's doing. Let's turn this whole thing into Survivor versus Big Brother. Mm -hmm. And the two sides are already ready. Because if you remember from the last episode, Tyler and Monty were already mad with Chris because Chris throwing the last challenge. So mm -hmm. being able to, to send them on to Chris again is going to be pretty easy. They're not even thinking about bananas. They're not even thinking about Corey or Fessy. Nope. So when they get into their deliberation... Remember the first deliberation that they had when the green team won? Wes tried to throw everyone off the scent of Johnny Bananas, and it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. This time around, his only adversary was Michaela. She doesn't want to split up Survivor, but when Wes puts it back to her and says, well, what do you want to do then? Who do you want to vote for then? She didn't really have a convincing argument to make it someone else. And also, she says in her time to explain what's going on, she says... Well, I don't really want to split up the survivor vote, but I also don't really like any of the survivor people either. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> so what is it that you're trying to do? Like she just opened herself up to just having no one else join on her side. And now it becomes apparent that it's big brother versus survivor. And again, John, I'm going to ask you just a masterclass from you guy, Wes, how do people, how does he keep doing this? You know what? It's part of the problem isn't actually his doing it's oh. that the secret garden alliance has been too effective at keeping their existence secret yeah right so people can't like they kept so many guys in the dark that i mean you already mentioned chris and monty and tyler like they're doing their own things and so yeah. like exactly it, it could have been it should have been maybe truly everyone versus the challenge vets but there's just this alliance of six that like to their credit have been effective they haven't like their weak point is their lack of communication with other people in the house mm -hmm. right and like mm -hmm. so far i don't think they realize how their goals have dovetailed with other people's goals so like it's been working for them but you know, Wes clearly, I don't think Wes like fully appreciates what the vets are up against, but he's smart enough to be like, okay, we got, we got to turn these people against each other, which is what the challenge obviously is all about. Exactly. Right. And again, it's a different kind of show than <laughs> what these people are used to. Definitely. There's so many other elements to it. And one of those elements that I love so much is we get a club scene and the club scene was all right. It looked like a fun party, but the biggest thing here was they basically had like a mini version of the bachelor where all the women were sitting on the couches and the guys came through and kind of pleaded their case as to why they should be the bachelor of the house. And it was really funny. There's some funny jokes made, but I almost said this earlier, but your man's fessy when you were talking about him earlier and how he comes off. I know he's joking around, but he says, well, I got a great credit score 
and I got a, I don't remember if he said six or seven, but he said like, I got a seven figure bank account. <laughs> it was just like, you're such a loser. And I know that he's joking, but like everyone else was like, you know, the other guys came through and they're like, oh, I'm a good cook. I'm considerate. Like Monty was like, I listen. I, I like to communicate. I'm both, right. And like Fessy's like, hey, I got a great credit and I got a seven figure bank account. But that's also him, right? Like he just, mm-hmm. he's, he doesn't quite have his priorities figured out in life. Right. How old do you think Fessy is? He's older than we think, isn't he? No. Isn't Fessy like 28 or something like that? Uh, I feel like we had this conversation on a previous season and we were probably. shocked to find he was in his thirties. Probably. You're probably right. He's probably old enough to know better. How about that? Fair enough. And speaking of knowing better, Wes, he sits so down. I'm going to, I'm going to pause you. He's 31. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wes, Wes's plan was even better. Cause he's still, you know, trying to make good with everyone. So he sits down in front of all of the women and he says, you know what? I shouldn't be the bachelor because I don't deserve any of you. (laughs) It was just such a great, well-played move from Wes. And all the women were like, yeah, they're like cheering him on, except for Cassidy, who is still super salty. Yeah, she's really mad. (laughs) She's super mad at Wes. Like he, he, and I don't understand how a simple conversation can't be had where, what actually happened she finds out you know like why can't they just have a conversation or someone else in the house tell her hey we all told west to vote for you but really we were voting for amanda that's the reason why he voted for you like i don't understand why that conversation can't be had but you know what this is classic challenge behavior right like people get so mad mm-hmm. when that when they get nominated that they just like they can't think straight it's like you gave me the perfect segue, John, because speaking of classic challenge behavior, we get a hot tub scene with Josh and Cassidy and Josh is doing all the flirting with Cassidy. And it's just so funny because he's talking about how he's digging her vibe and all that. But I find it hilarious that Josh did all these things a couple weeks ago to throw the scent off the vets. And then now he's going to be flirting with the person who is the target of said vets. <laughs> it's just such a classic just crazy web that Josh always somehow seems to find himself in. Who was your favorite or, and by favorite, I mean, I guess funniest Josh near hookup because we've seen him. I shouldn't even say near hookup, but like who he's been chasing around. Cause remember we've seen a bunch of different seasons where, you know, uh, Josh and was it Natalie at one season? Yeah. We saw there's another season where it was Georgia, right? Like we've seen this before where, wasn't there a Nani season? Do I have that? There right? was. He definitely was into Nani. Right? Where like he's pleading his love and then you're just like, oh, Josh, come on. We've seen this before, but maybe things will be different this year with Cassidy. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about that connection there, John? I think my favorite, because it was so painful, Ooh. was Georgia. Yeah. Because like, Georgia clearly at that time in her life, I think mm-hmm. things have probably changed for her really into the bad boys, right? Shouts to, I was going to say shouts too, but I don't want to say, we don't sh- say shouts to bear. Yeah. yeah. But at that <laughs> I point stopped in myself. Life, I stopped myself at that point in her life. That's the company she was keeping. Mm-hmm. Josh is not a bad boy. No, 
Josh is a very nice person. Like for all my criticisms of him, he is indisputably really nice. And like, just like it was such a sort of high school crush, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. And like, you know what? Eventually, he'll get to a point where he'll find the right person for him who respects that he's a nice guy. Yes. I don't know that he's going to find that person on a reality TV show. But you never know. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Um, Nani found, why am I blanking on her wife's name? Uh, I can see her and I'm drawing a blank too. And it's bothering me because I can like see her. And because I feel like I was going to say her name. And then when you said that you were blanking on it, that then forced me to blank on it. Sorry for and that mind control. No, no, no. And it's Casey. Casey. Um, Damn it. But like they found each other, right? Shout, shout to the people listening to the pod right now that are like, Casey, 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 Casey. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Like, that, that's on us. That's my bad. I brainwashed listen, Sheldon on in that moment. There's been a lot of traveling going on. There's been a lot of early mornings, late nights had by the both of us. But we are powering through this pod. Um, another romance that's on the come up right now, Tyler and Alyssa S they look like they're getting close. The seeds are being planted there. Stay tuned to that. I will say Alyssa S is almost like Tyler has a type. We'll say, right? Yes. Tyler has a type. That's fair. I also, I'm just going to say this talk about two attractive people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they are, they both bring the heat, you know, I totally fair when like they reveal that this was like sort of a thing. I'm like, man, they would have attractive children. Yeah, I mean, him and Angela too, right? Like Angela wasn't, you know, Angela was quite attractive as well. So shouts to you, Tyler. Get yours, yeah. my dude. Get yours. And I, hey, we're Equal Opportunist Podcast. So shouts to you, Alyssa. Get yours yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I'm not into men. I don't think Tyler would be my type if I was, but he's objectively <laughs> attractive. Like he's got those baby blues, right? Like he's fit, I get it. Any anything more to I, add there, or I I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but like I'm not into blondes really, so like I think that's probably where I, he's losing me. But okay, yeah, but okay. still, like I I understand he is definitely an attractive man. That is totally fair. I will agree with you there. They are a beautiful Thank couple. Thank you. Um, Almost bananas. couple. They're a beautiful situation. Fair, fair. Um, more shenanigans here from the vets. We've seen Wes try to do his thing. And now we get bananas realizing that all the vets are the swing votes, but they don't actually want to pick a side because it's still early, right? You don't want to out which side you're on between the big brother and survivor crews. You just want them to go at each other. So instead of actually picking a side, they're going to let them fight it out. And so instead, they're going to just randomly pick random names. Operation Hattrick, baby. Right? I thought it was really smart where you just so pick random smart. names one by one. And so there's no way to trace who picked who or what side it's on. But I will say this. As soon as they came up with this, I was like, who's going to mess this up? Because someone's going to mess this up just to mess it up. And it was none other than your man's bananas who decides <laughs> for no reason to vote for Fessy just to mess with Fessy's head. What did you think of the whole Operation Hat trick? I think it was so smart. 
because what we've seen throughout the season is people deducing who voted for them. Mm. But if there's literally no rhyme or reason as to who voted for who, it throws that off. Like you can't figure out a random chance thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I totally thought it was brilliant. Agree. Totally agree. Also, when was the last time you saw something like that on any of these voting-based reality shows? I've never seen anything like that on Big Brother, on Survivor, on The Challenge, like you name it. I've never seen anything like that. So it's like completely new playbook. You know what I mean? Johnny Menendez, he's a vet for a reason, man. It's brilliant. So Cassidy's still mad at Wes, even though it's all Chris's fault. And he does if he doesn't throw the last challenge, this whole thing doesn't begin. And I keep repeating that because I find it actually hilarious. Mm -hmm. So we get to the votes. Tiffany got four votes. Fessy got one. Desi got one. Alyssa got one. Sebastian got one. Chanel got two. And your man Dusty got four votes. No vets other than Fessy actually got a vote. The non-green folk didn't even vote for any vet. <laughs> that is amazing to me. When you put it all in the hopper, and this is going to be random selection, the hopper decides that it's going to be a women's elimination. And we get Cassidy versus Alyssa L. Mm -hmm. And I got to say this. Alyssa L had one ball in the hopper and you were selected. That, that sucks. really sucks. It's a tough L. So you got to you got to be lucky to be good and you got to be good to be lucky. And yeah. you know, I mean that's that's one of the things I actually really like about the season is there's still the element of chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Right? Like there's still the, you know the best laid plans of mice and men. Like mm -hmm. you can you can plan this to the very like to the very T, like the smallest detail. Yeah. But if if like one person votes the wrong way and then like chance goes against it like that's Messes it. it all up you're totally right and so we get to a really good elimination because this one's called blockheads and you're in these blocks that i always use the example of uh american gladiators mm -hmm. uh, where you're in the cage and you got to roll it around but except this isn't a ball there's like round edges to, or like not round edges but there's like corners and like yeah you know it's hard to move this thing around and we've seen ones like this before Definitely. So you have to roll around in the cage. You have to get all four of your flags in order and then go to the light box, put your flags on the light box, which will reveal a code, which will then allow you to unlock your cage. You get out, you hit the button, you win. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot of also strategy that goes into this. And Cassidy, at first, she's doing a good job. She go, kind of goes out of order, but then she starts to figure it out. And then she's cooking. She has three of her four flags, and they're not showing anything that Alyssa did. This was like a very strangely, and by strangely, I mean really well edited yeah. episode because I thought like I thought like Alyssa was getting crushed. But then they made it really close because Alyssa comes all the way back. Um the biggest issue though, John, which you don't have this problem, but they found themselves way too far away. Like they were too short <laughs> to be able to reach the flags. And that had to like then cause them to pause because you had to adjust, maybe roll it back so that you could roll closer. Like there's a lot going on. Short people problems here. I felt their pain. I can't lie. <laughs> can't lie. You know, it's funny, Sheldon. I don't think of you as short. 
Um, I mean, so, I can't deny that you are shorter than me. That's a fact. <laughs> well, two but. of my best friends growing up were each six six and six seven. So, like, okay, yeah, that's where <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Here's my, my five nine ass, cool. You know, <laughs> I will say, um, my buddy Gordon Barrett uh, mm -hmm. shouts to Gord. Uh, was in town recently from England and he was talking about how going to our high school gave him a complex because everyone was so tall at our high school. <laughs> and like in fairness, uh, uh, my circle of friends in high school, I was the second shortest mm -hmm. behind like shorter than like Gord shorter than me, than me, but I'm six, three, like I'm not a small yeah, person. That's pretty funny. And like our other friends were like six, four, six, five. One guy was six, seven. So yeah, that's hilarious. I also, I had a question for you about this elimination. Okay. We always joke. Everyone always jokes that like every challenge competition is about people falling from heights into water, right? Like mm -hmm. that's always what the daily is. Do you feel like they're maybe overdoing the thing with like codes? Because it feels like every competition now is like, do this difficult physical task and memorize this code. Uh, no, because I feel like it's always a great counter to the physical challenge. Because no matter what the code is, it's made more difficult by the fact that you're exhausted. And I feel yeah, like that's an yeah. extra wrinkle to whatever the competition is. You know, okay. it just adds another layer to it, you know? But I know what you're saying. Like, it's not a difficult thing. Like, you're just laying flags on top of each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, like, read the code and then undo the lock, right? So I, I get what you're saying, but I, I like it because it just adds another wrinkle to it. Okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. Okay. So Cassidy, as I said, she got her first four while Alyssa only had two of her flags. So it looked like Cassidy should win, but she got super confused. She kind of was running out of gas. Alyssa was able to tie it back up at four, but eventually didn't matter because Cassidy wins. She opens her cage first. And I love how mad she is still at West. I found that hilarious. She has a choice to leave the blue team. But she decides to stay on the blue team Alyssa is gone so operation organized chaos or operation hat trick wins i mean this was a really interesting episode on a lot of different levels but i feel like for people who might not be familiar with the challenge and how that game's played this was a good insight into pulling the strings whether it's johnny bananas and west but just the way that they were able to manipulate this whole entire thing yeah organized chaos operation hat trick well done well, super well done. And like, I'm going to say right now, my MVP for this episode is Johnny Bananas because Ooh. Operation Hattrick, I mean, Wes obviously had a great episode too, but Operation Hattrick was a huge success. And the most important thing was they took out one of the, they don't know this, but they took out one of the Secret Garden members mm -hmm. and they just like, this is a numbers game they've known from the start that they were outnumbered. Mm -hmm. The women's side has been more organized and gunning for the challenge fats. But they got one of them. Yeah. They, they got one of them out. That's got huge. Him. Yeah. It was such a well done thing. And I got to back you up here and agree that Johnny Bananas, and I mean, maybe I was going to say Wes, but it was really Johnny Bananas because at the same time, like even though Wes came up with the, hey, like he was able to convince Tyler and Monty that like, hey, we need to go at Survivor. 
I still, and he like fought with the other members of his green team. It still mm-hmm. doesn't happen unless Tyler and Monty were on his side, which doesn't happen if Chris doesn't do what he did the episode before. So with that all said, I give Wes his credit, but you are right. Johnny Bananas did win this episode yeah. and the vets as a whole, just cause that was incredible. Yeah. We get, I gave my line of the episode. My line episode, uh, the episode is organized chaos. I think like, that's just, you know, when Tori says this is what we're going to create, organized chaos, operation hat trick. There we go. For me, it's operation hat trick is the line of the episode. Cause first of all, it's a hockey term. We are Canadians. We love hockey. But also, did you know that the term hat, hat trick is specifically from Toronto? I did know this. Yeah. Yeah, of course you knew this. For our no, listeners, I... it's a specific Toronto term. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's one of Toronto's great contributions to the world of sports, along with five-pin bowling. Mm-hmm. Five-pin bowling. What is happening right now? You knew that, though. <laughs> Uh, I did not. I can't wait for the mentions to be like, wait, five pin bowling? That's right. We have our own kind of bowling in Canada. What up? (laughs) I think this is time to wrap up this episode. (laughs) Really, five pin bowling? The taste of Canadiana, a little drizzle of maple syrup, too much for you? You're wearing a Canada hoodie right now. That's because Team Canada is dominating right now in the World Cup of Basketball. So I am three and oh, baby, proudly wearing the colors, and will continue to be proudly, proudly wearing the colors all month. I'm trying to think right. how long the tournament goes for. It's long. It's long. Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And again, reminder, like and subscribe. Wherever you're listening to the pod, bless us with the like, bless us with the share. Send in your comments and questions. We see them. We appreciate them. We love them. Thank you. And you can find me on uh, Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter, at J. Chidley Hill. See, Sheldon, you're shaking your head, but I will tell you. The official Canadian press style on that social media platform is to call it X, comma, formerly known as Twitter. The artist. Maybe I'll refer to it as that. The artist, the app formerly known as Twitter. The app former. There we go. That's what what we'll do going forward. Okay. Until next episode. This was You Killed It. You killed it.